Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Josh Conway and welcome to The Scorecard and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, July 27. Today, never a dull day in rugby league. The Ashes War of Words continues and Scotland welcomes another Aussie. But first... By now, we're sure you're across the contract saga involving St George Illawarra captain Ben Hunt, the club's best player and skipper, has made no secret of his desire to return home to Queensland and wants an immediate release to do so, with both the Broncos and Titans firmly in the race for his services. Well, it all came to a head yesterday morning with Hunt meeting Red V officials to see if he could get what he was asking for. It was a chaotic morning for all involved, with the club putting up Jacob Little to the media right as the meeting started, leaving him to deliver this understatement of the century. Yeah, it's a bit of a disruption, but um, obviously there's no excuse to not play good footy. Bit of a disruption, all right. Many thought, despite some early hardball, the Dragons would fold and Grant Hunt the release. Think again. But up steps club CEO Ryan Webb. He quickly released a statement saying not only would Hunt be expected to line up this Thursday against Cronulla, but the club, and I quote, is committed to working with him throughout the remainder of his playing contract. I didn't expect that. So now it's a stalemate of epic proportions with the whole thing now in limbo. It leaves St George with limited chess pieces to move, according to league legend Gordon Tallis. I do feel sorry for the Dragons in this instance because they've got no other option either to make him sit out a year and they've got to pay him and then, or he can just play reserve grade and kick tins down the road or they get rid of him. Gordy on listeners' footy talk there. Remember, you can keep up with all the chaotic world of rugby league with new episodes of footy talk dropping every day right here on the listener app. <laughs> Sticking with NRL because one drama in the day isn't enough, later in the morning, various reports revealed Manly had swooped on West Tigers' gun Luke Brooks. Oh, <laughs> The Malayan 28-year-old had been chopped around by the club with the dogs, our mates at the Dragons, as well as the Cowboys, all interested. So it was no surprise the halfback rejected a fresh deal from the Tigers. If confirmed, the coup will see Brooks play alongside Maroon's skipper, Daly Cherry Evans. Cherry Evans with a wonderful tackle, the veteran, the 34-year-old. Suddenly handing the Sea Eagles one of the best half pairings in the world. Watch this space. And to complete our league roundup. The Maroons have already sealed Origin but could be without rising star Reese Walsh because of his own potty mouth over the weekend. Obstruction. That's the microphone of referee Chris Sutton picking up a foul mouth spray from Walsh who's been referred straight to the judiciary for the X-rated outburst. As youngsters do these days, no press release but an Instagram post with Walsh saying it was clearly directed at a Gold Coast player and not the referee. We'll leave you to be the judge of that one. We're accustomed to a war of words during an Ashes series. I hate you! Whether it's Glenn McGrath predicting a 5-0 Aussie victory every year or some rowdy English fans weaving the word sandpaper as many times as they can into a song in the grandstand. This year, though, it all seems to be one-way traffic from the Poms following Ollie Robinson's send-off to Usman Khawaja during our first test win that would have made a certain Broncos fullback proud. Well, almost. All of this, slow, we're just scratching the heads, going, what do we do? Well, so well he's out now. He got 40. The great Ricky Ponting there still terrorising England and shutting down a waffling Kevin Peterson waxing lyrical on Joe Root during the first test. However, the latest Englishman to have their own two cents is opening batter Zach Crawley, who boldly claimed England will win the second test by 150 runs. It follows comments from Robinson and coach Brendan McCullum that England were the moral victors of the first test. I hate to break it to you. The scorecard says different, fellas. 
It is all amusing to our star number five, Travis Head, though, who says we're happy to just sit back and watch the wild calls come, especially from the emotional Robinson. I find it pretty funny. I had a few quiet words to him out there. It all makes for good fun, and we'll see where the next four tests go. They can go his way in the first one, but he's very competitive. He'll want to step up, and but if he doesn't, then... I think they've got a few people at home that might want to uh, get up his back. On nine there, the second test at Lord starts Wednesday. Bring it on. <laughs> and finally, yes, we could talk more about the fallout from West Coast, 171-point drubbing in the AFL over the weekend, but we'd like to leave you on a good note here at the scorecard, so step up this guy. Tilio. Tilio shoots at three. Straight through. Ange Postacoglu may not be there anymore, but it hasn't stopped Celtic grabbing some more Aussie talent with the Scottish champions on the verge of signing Socceroo Marco Tilio. The 21-year-old has five national caps to his name and is coming off a starring campaign for A-League grand finalist Melbourne City. He'll now link up with fellow Socceroo Aaron Moy and soccer legend and now Celtic assistant Harry Kill. Harry Kill is the name! It's great to see another Aussie about to do their thing on the world stage. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for today. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Listener.